the only podcast at Cryo Sneasel listens to other than the Ticast, which he is on. This is Bombers. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Bombers. I am Bomber number five, Deg. With me is Bomber number three, Zyber. Sounds like you really need to cough. I a little bit need to cough. And welcome back. We're glad to have you once again. Bomber number one, Spiegel. <laughs> yep, that's what I sound like. Yep. That was Zombie Kill of the Week. Hello. <laughs> oh my gosh. I missed you guys. Oh, we missed you. It was just not the same without you, my friend. I know. That episode sucked. It was the worst episode we've ever done. I'm just kidding. I didn't listen. Yeah, well, hold on. <laughs> Ouch. I downloaded. We got the number. I just didn't listen. Yeah, I see. I see. I don't think that fixes the issue. Uh, I think that it fixes more than just the issue. I think it fixes uh-huh. everything. Yeah. Yep. It fixes the world's problems. Don't tell people that the only way to fix the world's problems is to not listen to the bombers. That is the opposite of the truth. The only way to fix the world's problems is to listen to every single episode of the Bombers. Spiegel, I need you to go back from, to the beginning and just marathon through all of it. Uh, we're actually going to be rolling out a new website uh, with with uh, it's encoded with every episode that ever is ever is and ever will be released. Um, or you know, we will add them as they are released, and uh, they just play from beginning to end, just straight through, and then they restart. When you get back to the when you get to the end, I'm also so working on the whole thing. I'm working on a, a sub website as well that has all of the episodes encoded into it, uh, which we will add more to, and it just plays all of them all at the same time in a one second burst. Well, that's even more efficient. That's like those videos on YouTube where it's like every time they say the word "the," it gets faster. It's yeah, very. That's actually what inspired me. I'm, I'm glad you noticed. I really need something where it will like skip to the next episode after a certain word is said. It's very efficient. The password is bombers. Yeah, it just skips to the next one after we say this is bombers in the intro line. Man, we, we should do like an episode. You know how we like do an April Fool's episode sometimes, and like we ne- the next one we do, it should be every time we say bombers, it gets it doubles the speed. That would be pretty funny. <laughs> and just s- kind of see, you know, just record for an hour. But then, you know, see how long the episode ends up being. I bet it would be less than five minutes. Go ahead and write it down. Well, I, I think it's probably it the episode with most times where he said bombers. Otherwise, I don't this, think we say this that one, often. Probably. So far yeah, right we, now, it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we say it that often normally. Bombers. The bombers. If you can tell, we have very little to talk about. <laughs> so it's just kind of... Well, let's let's actually get into it, Zyber. Can you give me some of that bombers-tastic news? Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you about called. that bombastic news, which is news as bombastic. As usual, you can join us in our Discord link in the description below, where you can talk to us, uh, see other people that talk to us, talk to us, join and talk to those people if you feel like it. I don't know. Uh, in our Discord, we have the Game Club, which is continuing. Uh, how are you liking Cosmic Star Heroin? It's, it's pretty great, right? I definitely have started it. Well, we still have three more weeks to go. It's fine. I want to know what I'm our really audience mad. thinks of it. I'm really mad about the Cosmic Star Heroin situation because I was going to start it day one of the month, 
and um, our our best friend of the show, Rob, who we'll get to in a minute. That's this is his game, and he was like, "It's on sale. Everyone, go buy it." Uh, only for the next like seven hours. And I was like, "Okay, I'll make a mental note to go do that." And then I I lost my mental note. It went away. Man, if and only you were giving it. us hundred bucks a month, then you could have been on the last episode where we talked about it being on sale. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's been um, an emotional day. Anyways, if you want to see us be all emotional, get on Discord, ask us emotional questions, where we can also answer those emotional questions here in the the podcast. You can ask us those emotional questions anywhere in our Gmail at thisisbombers at gmail.com at Twitch while we're live. Sure, why not? Go watch us on Twitch at This Is Bombers and ask us emotional questions while we're playing Ocarina Time Randomizer. Yeah. Uh, join our Twitter, and you can totally ask us emotional questions there. We will definitely see those ones. Yeah, I see them. I actually asked a question when we released the last episode, and uh, Haley, my fiance, was the only person to answer it. That uh, sounds about right. And of course, Patreon, where you can give us one hundred bucks a month to be a bomb deucer or whatever. You can also give us a smaller amount of money you if could. you are a sane person. Uh, although, <laughs> I, although I do think the sanity of some of these people has to be called into question. We now have two people giving us $10 a month for this crap. Yeah, our amazing and awesomely appreciated best friends of the show, <clears throat> Anne and Rob. Yes, and we also have to thank Himaru and Crony and Haley for being regular friends of the show. Thank you so much. Honestly, question. we should... We should call their sanity into question as well, really. I have a question. At what point do we have to stop? Like, how many people would we have to have supporting the show to stop reading all their names off on the show? Because, um, like, at, at some point you get to too many. I mean, right now it's like five or six, right? But It's probably like right around the time where the show consists of just us reading names. We should probably stop <laughs> around there. It's the whole hour of us just reading names. <laughs> No, that's when you just get a recording of me just reading the names out loud that we just tack on at the end. What if we just like send out just us reading the names as like a separate download only for people who it's only re- for people who uh, you know <laughs> yeah, support the show? That's what our next April Fools episode is going to be. We're going to get enough Patreon, whatever people to do that. We'll release the Patreon episode on Tuesdays, and it will just be an hour of reading names for Tuesdays. All right, uh, that's the bombastic news. <laughs> What's next? I don't know. Am I am I on this? I am on this. Okay, this is my bit, um, and this is the bit of the show where we talk about games that are coming out soon. Uh, as you all know, we release the episodes on Monday, and we're going to talk about some games coming out on Friday. Hey, look, twenty twenty one sucks for game releases, but we're finally getting some, you know, last week we had resident evil village, which is, is getting, uh, is getting some, uh, possibly well-deserved attention. I don't know. I haven't played it. I don't intend to play it for quite some time. However, this week on May 14th, we got two big (coughs) games coming out. Uh, one for the switch family of consoles and one for the everything else. Let's start with the Famicom detective club. Actually, I guess technically this is two games. Uh, the girl who stands behind and then whatever the other one is called. I don't know. Uh, but they're basically they're basically mystery visual novels that were originally released for the Famicom only uh, only in Japan, um, 
And uh, I'm kind of excited to give these ones a shot. I, I don't know what it, how they're going to be or how they're even going to play, but uh, I, I love me a good mystery visual novel, and I love me some Nintendo-developed games. So why not? I'll like- I never... I never bothered asking, how crappy did those mystery novels look on the Famicom? You know, I don't know. They ne- they didn't put like a side-by-side for, for effect in the in the trailer, like when they originally revealed them. That would have been an interesting comparison. Yeah, considering I that like I need to look this, up. this um, the remake stuff or, or whatever they have, the remaster, whatever they're calling this, art looks really good. Like, yeah, it looks real good. It's awesome looking. And uh, you could not pull that off on the NES, let me tell you. Are but you sure? Somehow did I, something with it, <laughs> dude. Sure. I'm not gonna lie. This this does not look half bad. Uh, th- this uh, this stuff that I'm seeing. These look like well drawn. Oh yeah, uh, pixel art. Yeah, this is not bad at all. Oh, do I have to Google it myself? You guys, I mean, honestly, it's something that I would. Well, de- I'm not gonna like. Would, yeah, I would think it'd be on the Super Famicom, not the Famicom with this. But wow. I think they did put one on the Super Famicom as well. Oh, to... yeah. I'm seeing an image of something that definitely looks like Super Famicom quality. I don't know. This or, could all be Or fake. is that the, the current game? I can't tell. After, after that episode where Dag and I spent like 90% of it discussing the cast for the Super Mario Brothers like animated <laughs> movie and it all was fake, I don't believe anything I read on the internet while doing the podcast anymore. No, they're still working on the animated movie. No, I know that, but but we read a post that had like supposedly the entire cast, and it turns out it was just like a fake list that of someone just it made is. up. Well, what the heck? It's not like the Borderlands movie cast list. We are up. good at research. This is a thing that we've known the entire run of this podcast. Um, high class uh, journalists here. We don't prep. Dur- we don't prep before the show. That's amateur hour. We prep during the show. You know, the art style of the Famicom Detective Club, like, remake art really reminds me of the Nonary games. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm so interested. It looks great. Well, you'll have to tell me if I should buy it, because right now I'm not interested. Well, I will be playing it day one, uh, so expect um, expect my... Well, I can't really. I, I probably won't have time to like really get into it the same day that we record the podcast because we record on Fridays. So I don't know that I'll be able to. Maybe I'll like tack on a little something at the end of that uh, at the end of the uh, show. Like I'll record a solo episode on the weekend. I don't know. Probably not. Find out. We'll find out next week. Or not. Or or you won't. Who knows? Riveting. If you listen to it, you will know. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> apart from that. Another thing is coming out on the 14th, and this is for the PlayStation 4, the Xbox One, and the PC. What? Mass Effect Legendary Edition, because everything has to be a something edition, and this one is legendary. It is Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3, the uh, the original releases, um, but remastered in one package uh, for the PS4 and the Xbox One. So, and PC. So great, right? And PC. Deg, tell me about Mass Effect. I, like um, I, li- I liked Mass Effect playing through. I mean, obviously, as most people are aware, Mass Effect 3 was sort of uh, a problem. But it was they, like the ending uh, that was a problem, right? Yeah, the ending was a problem. But, like, the world building and the whole universe that they crafted and everything is amazing. Like, they put a lot of details into it, which is what I really like. I have a feeling that Haley's going to kill me when she sees how I kill everyone. What? 
what? She's probably gonna be all like, "Why are you killing all your teammates?" Oh, oh, I, I okay. See. Uh, yeah, I, I got just, real. Just worried to be there. sure. Um, I played the first Mass Effect, or to be more accurate, I played the first like five hours of it, and I, I just like I can't do this right now because this game is too clearly too good, and it and it's it like Bioware clearly respected the world that they built because it feels it feels like they just kind of dropped you right into it and there was just like all this stuff around you and it's like go explore in any direction and find out anything about everything yeah and it's like i just i i was overwhelmed by it not in a bad way but just in a i i'm not ready for this right now way if that makes sense that's what i liked um, about it was it, it it feels like a real world that sort of you're yeah. just in definitely i just wasn't ready for it well, hopefully you will be by August, October. Yes, yes. Uh, Mass Effect was nominated for Game Club. Um, so, I mean, hey, if it's Game Club, you know, you, you I have, have to, to be ready. Yeah. yeah, I have to. I don't have a choice. No, I'm like a marionette, and I don't have a choice. And everything I do in my life was decided by somebody else. That's interesting. That kind of reminds me of a question we received from Rob. For our bombers notebook section. Oh wow! I forgot about this. Uh, forgot about this one. <laughs> Spiegel's the... trying to keep it together right Read now. Read the question. <laughs> All right. Trying to do a segue and it just it just fell apart. Oh. Every segue. So this is a question from Rob. Uh, if you were a marionette and everything you've done and will do in life was decided by someone else, would you want to know about the strings that guide you, or would you prefer to remain blissfully unaware of the puppet master making you dance? Uh, knowing that will knowing will neither change your fate nor cut the strings. You just know. My brain hurts. That's that's a great answer. My brain hurts. So, yeah. so something I've been thinking a lot about lately, and kind of relates to this question, is this this idea that we're probably living in a simulation, and I think it's it's gaining a lot more traction mentally for me. This idea that we're living in a simulation, because I've I've been noticing a lot of instances of code reuse lately, where it just seems like the same things just keep happening over and over and over again. Like the same story keeps getting run by the media, and the reactions are all the same. And it's like, man, the, it feels like the simulation is getting really predictable. Um, Real lazy. So, yeah, so I, I get wonder, deja vu a lot. Yeah, I, I wonder. Is it? I don't know about marionettes, but uh, I do know about the simulation. I'm starting to think the simulation thing is is a little bit uh, plausible. Anyways, I would not want to know because. I don't really know what knowing would change besides, I guess, my attitude towards everything. But if it doesn't change anything, does it really... I mean, the premise of the question is knowing doesn't change anything, so, like, that sort of eliminates... Like, the answer doesn't matter at that point. If, if, if knowing or not doesn't change anything, then who? Can, why, why does it matter if I know or not? Do you think no. that you would be... Do you think you'd be more depressed if you knew? I mean, I don't think I, 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 my real answer is I don't think I care either way because life is life and I'm just going to keep doing it. Like, <laughs> that is like the ultimate nihilist answer. Yeah. <laughs> That's my guess. Not, not only do you not want to know, but you don't care if you know or not. <laughs> like, geez, man, <laughs> get, get some help. Well, you uh, know, knowing is half the battle. So apparently we just need to know what the other half of the battle is. Yeah, what is the other half? No, nobody ever seems to know that part. 
uh, guns and explosions? The world may so never know. The battle is guns, explosions, and knowing. Yeah, that checks out. How much of the other half is guns compared to explosions? It's like a 60-40 split, but I don't remember which one's explosions and which one's guns. I think you could make the argument that really it should be about 100 to 0 in favor of guns, because you all know the only thing that you can trust is guns. Yeah. Can't trust explosions. That's the knowing part. (laughs) Although explosions come from bombers. The only thing left you can trust is knowing. What's the next segment? Well, Spiegel, what do we know? That's my segment. What do you know, Uh, Spiegel? What I know is that it's time for everyone's favorite segment in the whole world. The moment you've all been waiting for, the season three debut, I think, of the, unless you talked about it last week in the episode I didn't listen to. not. Great. The season three debut of Talk Obel. That's right. Taco Bell is back. Eat fresh. Uh, Taco Bell never left, if you're me, and you're just going there all the time. Um, And Taco Bell has a new item on the menu, and this thing is... I mean, you you know how there's that meme that, like, all of Taco Bell's food is made out of, like, five different ingredients and, like, but just, like, in different combinations? Yeah, because it's true. I mean, th- this this item, the potato rito, as it is called. First of all, potato rito. First of all, this is like they like walked into this board meeting and like they, they didn't do any preparation at all. There's like we have a new product and it's called I don't know. It has potatoes and it's a burrito, so it's a freaking potato rito. They should have gone with potato. Potato. That. <laughs> that's not <laughs> that's not great, but it is the title of the podcast. Um, so. <laughs> The potato rito is a it's a burrito, right? Okay, if, if that wasn't clear, uh, you know th- this this item is made for like drunk people because or, or high people or high people. Well, you know, oh, as, as is all talk. The Venn about diagram food. is <laughs> yeah. anyway is the the Venn diagram of people who are inebriated in some way and people who are happen to be eating at Taco Bell is like a circle. Anyway, the potato rito, okay, it's a burrito. It's in a tortilla, a soft tortilla, and uh, it's it's beef and it's potatoes and it's chipotle sauce and it is revolting really yeah i didn't really think it was revolting but it's pretty sad and pathetic that's disappointing it's on the dollar menu right so you don't want to expect a ton from this thing but there's something to me about the combined flavors of the chipotle sauce and the beef that's real gross yeah if you want a better potato dollar menu item um Get the spicy potato soft taco instead. It's so much better. What if you just order one of each and compare them? Then you'll know next time to only ever order the spicy potato soft taco. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) That is definitely true. I mean, like anything on that menu, that dollar menu is better than the potato rito because like... Even the cheesy roll up? (laughs) No, the cheesy roll up is a a waste of joke. If you eat the cheesy roll up, you've given up. It should be called the cheesy give up. <laughs> Maybe that's the that's title of the episode. The title I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what uh, strikes my fancy at the time when I'm editing. But anyway, don't get the potato Rito. Just don't even like. I will allow you, our listener. I will allow you to try it, and let us know what you think. But that's that's it. Then you're not allowed anymore. So did anyone else go to Taco Bell to celebrate Cinco de Mayo? Yes. 
because there was a long line at the drive-thru. When do you think I got the potato Rito? I did not. I thought well, about it, and I just was I was having a week and didn't want to leave my house, so I didn't. Well, that's what DoorDash is for. I didn't do that either. What, so so you could order a potato Rito and they could just forget it? Yeah, great service, DoorDash. Yeah, but like, that's better than eating the potato Rito. What if the only thing you ordered was the potato Rito and the, the guy? The idea that you could spend money, not get a product, is better than actually spending money and getting it is very sad. The only thing you purchase is a potato Rito. The guy rolls up to your door and knocks on it and then is like, hey man, sorry, I forgot. That reminds me on Twitter, they're adding a thing where you people can like tip Twitter people money for what? PayPal. Why? And so there are people being like, hey, $8,000 a month and I'll shut up. Is that from a single person or from multiple people? Like, can you pool it? Because I'll... I mean, from pooling, hopefully. <laughs> If if I if you and seven thousand nine hundred ninety nine other people are willing to give me a dollar to shut up, I'll shut up. Yeah. Hold on. Can't you just block that person? Yes. Like, can't you just but, make them go away yourself without spending money? You, you can block them, but then other people are still listening to that person, and that just won't stand. And they'll quote them, and you'll freak out. Because you'll be like, that person's blocked, but they have 15,000 followers. How are they that popular? I hate it. Or something. I don't know how social media works. If you how give many followers money, do the Game Grumps have? I don't do, care. Not, neither neither know nor care. The answer to I, know, I know the answer. You know how many followers the Game Grumps have on Twitter? 23. Too many. Oh. Just yeah. not, not 23. I mean, there are 23 followers, definitely. At least. But then and more. Some, some more past that. That's uh, pathetic. I'm bored of this conversation. Let's move on to the next thing. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, all right, what is the next thing? Well, speaking of terrible things, uh-huh. let's move on to the weekly bomb. Ooh, good call. This episode is just is depressing me, man. <laughs> is there any? Is there nothing sacred left in the world? I mean, I'm here. Okay. Is there nothing else? I mean, I'm here. Apparently, Call of Duty is sacred because everything is getting absorbed by it. Ugh, gross. Including Toys for Bob, the makers of, uh, recently, the Spyro Reignited trilogy and Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, is now developing for a Call of Duty Warzone. I mean, why not, right? You know, because Activision, at this point, has created something that is... You remember the the financial crisis of 2008? You guys are old enough to remember that, at least somewhat. At least remember that it happened. I'm very familiar Um, with that, actually. Yeah, you were just out of high school, I think. Nope. That was around the time that my age group was graduating college. Wow, you are old. Thank you. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Anyway, uh, I forgot the point I was going to make. The point I was going to make was that a lot of, at the time, a lot of businesses and, and banks specifically were deemed, quote, too big to fail. You remember this? Uh-huh. I think Call of Duty has reached the point where it's just too big to fail. I think it's it's such a juggernaut. It will literally just absorb everything around it, siphoning off developer talent and industry people until it's literally all that remains. Because this thing will not die. <laughs> it just keeps growing and getting bigger and expanding and just... Well, you know, I, uh, when I think just of... Like your mom. When I think of Call of Duty, I think of 3D platformer collectathon games, which is why I'm really glad that Toys for Bob is involved in the project now. Well, you know, they've done other things too, like uh <laughs> Yeah. I 
X-Dow's the list. <laughs> uh, uh, was a 2D platformer. How about that? Uh, they did Madagascar. They did the Skylanders games. They did, oh, oh classic Tony Hawk's Downhill Jam, uh, an all-time great Tony Hawk game. Yep. Uh, I mean, no, well, I'm again, on... When I think of Call of Duty, I think of very bad skating games. So, again, this this move only makes perfect sense. Disney's Extreme something or other. Oh, that's a very bad skating game. Uh, Disney's Extreme Skateboarding Adventure on, I think, GameCube and PS2, right? I remember that. You're just talking Call of Duty to me right now. You yes. could play as uh, Tarzan. Uh, I believe you could play as, like, Simba. Like, Simba was skating around for some uh, reason. Like, I don't know how that works. How would, why would you play as anyone besides Simba skateboarding? Because it's a freaking lion on a skateboard. You can't like have, that? like, three skateboards. I've seen skateboarding dogs before. It all makes perfect sense. Dogs yeah. are idiots. They can't do tricks. Like they can't do it like a. That's kick literally flip. like the one thing dogs are supposed to no, do. No, they, but they're but they're not like you can't train a dog to do a kickflip. That's not a thing. And and I would and Simba's a freaking cat. You can't do a, teach a cat to do anything. I mean, you you have um two old of dogs. You need a new dog. Old dogs can't tra- teach new tricks. <laughs> All right, I'll throw the my old dogs away and I'll get new ones. There you go. So that's it. Uh, this sucks. Uh, toys, this news sucks. Toys, this is yeah. a bomb. It is the bomb. <laughs> it is, it it is, is a, a bomb. This is a bomb. Uh, I, I nobody look. Toys for Bob just put out Crash Four. I don't know how successful the game was, but it got a ton of really positive press, especially considering like you don't revive a uh, you don't revive a, a character platformer in 2020, 2020 I guess. Um, yep. Like it's been dead for a decade. It's just not really done, and well, they did it really well. I was waiting for a Spyro 4, but no, that's <laughs> never going to happen. You don't successfully revive a character like that and, and, and have people be like, oh yeah, this is great, and then be like, all right, we're killing it. We don't want the money from that series. Funnel it into Call of Duty. Call of Duty prints money on its own. you got to diversify. Well, I don't know about that. There was an article that said uh, that Activision, I think this might have actually been their financial report um, last fiscal year. This, again, bad research, but I believe it said 88% of their profit in 2020 was from digital purchases and in-game purchases. So microtransactions. Which are all all from, uh, well, Call of Duty and uh, Destiny, I'm sure. I mean, who's still spending? Are you still spending money in Destiny? I haven't played Destiny in two years. Well, there you go. Isn't Destiny free to play now? It has, yeah, it's free to play because it's got all the microtransactions. Yeah. How is that uh, 10-year plan working out for you there? Yeah. How's that going, Bungie? You know, for the, oh, my gosh. The I dish. just remember the Destiny is Bungie. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. How the mighty have game. fallen. I don't know. Some people like it. Uh, I mean, I'm looking for the digital... Digital purchases, though, does that include like the season pass and stuff, which you basically yep. have to have now for Call of Duty? Yeah, yeah but... it would. I mean, anything that you spend online, you know, at point of sale with a credit card, presumably, I would, I presume, would count as a digital purchase. Oh, it doesn't yeah. count when you shove a check in the CD ROM scanner. <laughs> that one doesn't count. That's still a physical purchase. Does it okay. count when I throw my PlayStation Five out the freaking window because like over half of the system's memory is taken up by Call of Duty Warzone? What PlayStation Five? You don't have one. Did, look, it's maybe I did, and I threw it out the window. Well, let me know beforehand so I can stand outside your window. That's why we have a trampoline out there. What would you do with it? What game would you play on on PS Five? If you had a PS Five, what game would you play right now? 
right now? None. Resident that's Evil why Village. Don't have if a you, PS5. Oh, okay, that's a good answer. Dang it. <laughs> I said if you had one. I mean, if I if I had one, I would have one with the anticipation of eventually getting Horizon Forbidden West. Or Ratchet and Clank. Nah. Final Fantasy 16. Pass. Final Fantasy 7 Part 2. To, to quote someone, I can't remember who this was, uh, the PS5 is the best PS4 on the market. I think that was Piddle, actually. Is that who yeah, that was? Quoting Piddle? F- former bomber Piddle. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Just kidding. I love you. But yeah. <laughs> Don't leave me like everyone else <laughs> does. And eventually. I'm still here. I'm sad. Now I'm sad. Yeah, that's pretty sad. Yeah, <laughs> episode over after that no uh let's uh, speaking of you know uh things that i had a great segue in my mind and did not properly express it don't worry dig not all of us can get segues right (laughs) yeah no we're not spiegel over here um album of the week album of the week happened again as as it does every week weirdly enough this week we had a submission by serp scraper who isn't wait Serp Scraper runs the album of the week, right? Yeah, Serp Scraper is our, uh, our is our new volunteer that uh, runs the album of the week club, and it was his choice this week. Club president Serp Scraper submitted the Alchemy Index Volume One and Two, Fire and Water by Thrice. So basically, I think this is I I had a bad week. I did, I'll be honest, I didn't listen to the album of the week album this week. But I'm assuming that this is just a bunch of fan music from Avatar The Last Airbender, right? You would be correct if you were actually correct, but you're not. Oh. What? <laughs> no, it's you the soundtrack to the live-action M. Night Shyamalan Avatar oh, The Last I'm Airbender definitely movie. not listening to it then. No, that's no, volume three. Should. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, you're right. Volume three and four uh, were the soundtrack. This was like a, um, this is like a promotional release like set, for that. Setting up the... Hype. Yeah, yeah. What do you guys think? I actually, I re- I really like this album. Um, I think it's really cool. It's not something that I would imagine that I would go and actually listen to individual pieces of because I think, I think one of the keys to being a good album is it has to be a good listen as a whole. And I think this actually is a better. You can really only listen to it as a whole in my mind. It it kind of. It kind of toes the line between like your Bang Camaros, your and your AFI. You know, it's got like some overblown like arena rock stuff going on, and then like the then like this emo hard rock, you know, hardcore stuff, post hardcore, whatever underneath the surface. Um, but that's like the first half of the album. That's the fire half, right? And then it takes like this hard U turn into just kind of like this ghostly, ethereal, radically different like borderline electronic type stuff in the second half which really fits the water theme really well the fire stuff is like really bombastic and just in your face and again it's like a post-hardcore thing so it's really intense uh but the water is very calming and ethereal and and vibey and it's just a really unique experience to to listen to the whole thing straight through i went on a walk and before i knew it i was back home and the album was just ending so i just i was able to completely check out of reality and just focus on this thing for like 48 minutes or however long it is. Not super long for a concept album either, which I appreciate. Well, I'm definitely glad that you're able to express so much uh, stuff about it because right now I have Outset Island theme from Wind Waker stuck in my head and I'm having a hard time trying to remember this album. I was reading my notes. Oh, well, that works. Were you noting while walking? 
I was. I, I was. Uh, that was the only real life activity I was engaged in at the time. Besides walking. Well, yeah. I mean, you can't really go on a walk without walking, unless you Not have some yet. sort of. What? Zyber, so you're saying you don't have any opinions on this album is what I'm hearing. I liked it. I can keep talking. I have a lot more to say. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I, I feel like I remember more about the water elements than the fire elements, but I do remember enjoying it. And I was just like, yeah, this is cool as I'm driving to and from work. Fit really well in my driving music driving. Was driving the only real world activity you were doing while you were driving? No, I was also I listening like... to music. <laughs> why Why do I feel like I, if I say anything, it's getting made fun of at this point? I think Discard <laughs> has infected your brains. <laughs> Probably. Oh, uh, we've been doing this way before then. I can't even talk to him anymore. It's like, because everything is cookies and cream this and cookies and cream that. <laughs> that's uh, that's concept album volumes, uh, what, f- five and six is... Uh... Yeah. Index, Fire and, and water, cream. earth and air, and cookies and cream. <laughs> I'd listen to that. That sounds that sounds all right. No, I, it sounds pleasant. Um, I thought for a post-hardcore album uh, that this album was highly accessible, uh, if not just because like the so the first half of the album obviously is that really intense stuff, the fire half. But then as soon as you're like, okay, I think I've had enough of this, it immediately switches into that chiller vibe and it's it's just very it's such a sharp turn that it just grabs your attention immediately and then it helps that the songs are really good i think the second half the water half i think it's the better half i don't think there's many who would argue no i wouldn't i wouldn't argue with that yeah i can't argue with that you haven't listened to it that's why i can't argue oh dang that's a good point yeah (laughs) there's been some great points out here great album serp i i love it thank you looking forward to next week well, what's Who's ne- up next week? What's next week? I don't know. It's just another album to listen to. Fair enough. Oh, it's you, right? Oh, right? it is me. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> what is what? You can announce your album now. I announced mine on the show. Uh, um, I know I have an album I want to do, but I'm not going to be for a while now since I just did mine earlier. I need to remember the actual title of the album because the album that I am picking is by a Swedish folktronica band, Wintergatan. Which translates to uh, Milky Way Galaxy. I think um, I've heard of them. The, oh, apparently the name of the album is Winter Gatan, so there we go. There so, you go. Winter Gatan by Winter Gatan. They are really cool. I don't know if you've ever seen like the Marble Machine music uh, video yeah. on YouTube. That's Winter Gatan that did okay. that Marble Machine. And their whole... Uh, I don't know, style is sort of set by that. It's just really good stuff that's... it To me, it's very nostalgic, the type of music that they play. Because they've got, like, melodica, they've got uh. accordion. Um, one of their songs has a typewriter as one of the instruments. It's just cool, fun stuff like that. It reminds me of the OK Go video where they, like, made music by running into things with a car. I don't remember that, but I'm going to look it up later because that sounds awesome. It's pretty great. And the only OK Go video I know is the the original one, the first YouTube video or whatever, where they were just like on the treadmills. I don't think it's the first one, but it's the first one that was ever on the local Bless news you. in 2005 when when Deg was graduating college, high school, whatever. I remember the the treadmills one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward hey, to it old. then because I got Yay. that Marvel machine stuck in my head now. 
I got Summerfoggle stuck in my head. Good song. I don't know what that is yet. Maybe you'll learn. Uh, oh boy! I don't know. I, I sneezed, oh. and my face is now melting off of my face. Yeah, if only you could see. And this. if you're, and if, if you, you give us money, you can see that right now because we're gonna take a snip of it and put it in the Only Friends chat. Oh, please if do you not. gave us hundred bucks a month, you could watch it right now. Watch it live as I freaking die. Oh Great advertising. Oh wait! Ah, oh, my computer's so slow. I need you to continue being upset for like. 20 seconds. I really don't want to. Look, now they're going to know that it's just me faking it. (sighs) Faking it all. No, this is good. This is gold. (laughs) It's terrible. It's the worst, and I hate it. I need to go take some meds after this show. Told you, I've been feeling off all week, so... Yeah, again, apologies, Serp. I will listen to it before this episode goes live, and uh, then you can make fun of me. I don't know. Whatever. What's next? We do a mini- next dig. We do an- <coughs> Hold on, still dying. Yes, uh, while Deg is dying, we are moving on to the Minish recap. I'll talk until he gives me the thumbs up and is, is ready to go again here because it's important that our intrepid leader is able to speak clearly as he... Still not giving me the thumbs up. He looks I, ready. I, just, I really just wanted to see where you were going with that sentence. I was I was just waiting for... Thank you. Okay, <laughs> now go ahead. Started calling me the intrepid leader. I got scared and confused. I don't want that kind of responsibility. That's the quality I look for in an intrepid leader, to be constantly scared and confused. You know, that's yeah. how I know they're real, and I can just relate with that, you know? I like to relate to my leaders. It's like making afraid, but scared and confused. They're real, and they're spectacular. Just like the bombers. What yeah, are we doing next? We're stage? doing Minish Recap. We still have 22 her. minutes to fill. I don't know what we're talking about for 22 minutes, so we have to just banter for a little bit. That's great, Rob. What did Rob do? Rob said, I see he, Zyber said, see no evil when I posted the picture. And then Rob said, I see evil. He's right there covering his eyes. That's me. Referring to Deg. Yeah, the evil genius. That's the E part. All right. This was great to listen to for a a minute. Let's do this segment now. Well, uh, Minish Recap is us talking about stuff we've done. So please, Zyber, talk about some stuff that you've done. I've done so many things this past week. You can't, you can't even imagine. I'll try to. <laughs> All right. Uh, I've not actually done that many things, but I did I didn't start even playing imagine that. <laughs> Spirit Tracks Legend of Zelda on the DS. That's so unfortunate. Really? Yes, because... Well, hold on. No, I will not hold on. I want to hear what he has to say about this. All right, so uh, I so got let's done keep talking. playing Phantom Hourglass earlier, and so then I borrowed Spirit Tracks from a friend, so I'm like, might as well move on to that. And I remember the last time I played these two games, I uh, favored or preferred uh, Spirit Tracks over Phantom Hourglass. And so far, I still think Spirit Tracks is better than Phantom Hourglass. I don't need to go through the same temple over and over and over again. This time they divide it into different quadrants, so I don't have to redo older v- parts of it. <laughs> but otherwise, um, so far I've gone through the first two dungeons, and I'm just like, hey, you gonna give me any side quests to do? So far all I can do is just hunt rabbits. <laughs> That's it. I do recall that you get side quests later on in the game where you have to deliver certain things with your train to other parts of the map, uh, but it's been a very long time since I've played Spirit Tracks. Uh, yeah. 
no secret, Phantom Hourglass is not a game that is very well liked on this podcast, and uh, I I will agree with you, Zyber, that Spirit Tracks is the superior game. Well, I'm so far. glad because I remember the when I first played it, people were just like, "What do you mean Spirit Tracks is better? Spirit Tracks is so much worse because you're on a train instead of a boat, even though you're still just drawing a path to follow." <laughs> Trains objectively worse than boats, as we <laughs> all know. Um, it's not even close yeah if you, if you step to me and tell me a train is better than a boat you're we're not friends anymore yeah i'm sorry i like trains <laughs> and i I love the music of the overworld theme in spirit tracks so much better than damn hourglass i mean in general is really good overworld theme it's train music train music yeah and also zelda is think, nice what do you think about playing the flute with the microphone is, does that even work? I, are you playing it on a DS or a 3DS? Because I have real problems when I try to play that on my DS. Or my, so, sorry, my, my 3DS. I have problems. Yeah, I'm playing on the 3DS. The only issue is that the microphone is right underneath my right hand, which, you know, I'm using to hold the flute. So I do need to awkwardly, like, hold my arm out of the way so I can blow into the mic. But otherwise, I don't really have any issues with it at all. Uh, the only issue I'm going to have eventually is that I'm colorblind, and so I can't tell the colored notes apart very easily i have to right now it's only giving me songs where notes are right next to each other so i base it off of that but later on it will have songs where the notes are not right next to each other and then i'm gonna be like well crap i don't know what color it's supposed to be i just wanted to point out that you are colorblind and can't play a musical instrument beethoven was actual blind he, and he could play a real instrument. He, was he didn't play it. He told people how other people how to play it. Was, oh, you're right. He was deaf. Completely. Well, there's one of them was deaf, blind. Yeah. There no, was I don't some, think Stevie Wonder blind. was blind. How about that? There you go. Stevie Wonder, Ray Charles, Ray is blind. Charles. Yeah, but they weren't, you know, playing an instrument based on color coding. How do you know? I feel like Beethoven was doing instruments based on, you know, hearing music. But he's deaf. Exactly. I can play instruments based on hearing music. You're not deaf. Yet. Well, it depends on that how you loud know you of. play the music. I could be I color keep... deaf for all you know. Color deaf. How does that work? All right, work? Stop, no. with the, stop with the synesthesia. Let's move on and, and talk about <laughs> something else. Well, wait, so you said uh, you, you put on the thing Phantom Hourglass versus Spirit Tracks. T- talk a little bit about what makes Spirit Tracks better. Okay, well, you see, it's a train no, versus a boat. <laughs> I know it's a train versus a boat. What else? And so it also Nothing has else. a main dungeon that you go back to every time, but instead of having to replay the older areas, you just oh. skip them on to the next area. You you don't need to replay them to try to get better time or anything, which was just such a big issue in Damn Hourglass. It's like, why am I redoing this dungeon five times? Please stop. Both of those games are terrible. Well, of course they are, but Spirit Tracks is less terrible. Yeah, I don't understand like why it's always a zero-sum game with you, Deg, because it's always like, oh, you know, you're terrible, and therefore I'm not terrible, yep. and this game is terrible. They're bo- Wait, uh, what? I'm, well, if uh, Damn Hourglass is terrible, look, clearly Spirit Tracks must not be terrible. I'm not terrible, therefore you're all terrible. I'm struggling. I'm cutting all of that, <laughs> maybe. Just tear it apart. Spirit Tracks so is terrible. the one Zelda game... That I never finished because I just couldn't anymore with it. But you finished Phantom Hourglass? <laughs> yes. <laughs> when I finished Phantom Hourglass, well, I was just like, I don't even want to try to do any of the extra stuff. I'm done. I think the big problem when it comes to Phantom Hourglass versus Spirit Tracks is that Phantom Hourglass came first and then Spirit Tracks came out. So by the time you were playing Spirit Tracks, people had already played through Phantom Hourglass and were just done with the 
DS Zelda games. Like, I don't want to do more of what I did in Phantom Hourglass, even if it's slightly different. It's not good. They so there's like the burnout so much. But you could why... draw a path to the with the boomerang on the screen. So why... and you could and you could shut your DS for the the oh solution goodness. to the most That's... creative puzzle of all time. And you can blow people away by literally blowing on them. <laughs> No, no, that's but Fire you, Emblem. You can shout objection into the mic. That, I think that's why people say that Spirit Tracks is worse than Phantom Hourglass is because by the time they are playing Spirit Tracks, Phantom Hourglass was already on their minds, already terrible to begin with. So, like, I want to do more of that. You kidding? Give me a good game. Give me a good Zelda game. This is supposed to be Zelda. It's supposed to be good. Well, who's playing well, these two games back to back besides me? It doesn't May. matter if you play them back to... Well, you, obviously. But it doesn't matter because they were released... In that order, someone who really liked them might have bought, like, bought Phantom Hourglass before Spirit Tracks came out, and then Spirit Tracks came out coincidentally the same day they finished Phantom Hourglass, and then they played them back to back. How about that? It's no. a weird hypothetical. Why would they yeah, buy Phantom Hourglass if they just played? Or why would they buy no, Spirit they Tracks? If Spirit... They... I don't know. It's kind of hard to follow. It's a complicated plot. <laughs> no, of complicated the plot plots, is very simple. I, uh... This week, I watched Zack Snyder's Justice League cut. Uh, yeah. So you got to watch um, the the Flash caress a woman as he was saving her. Yep. You know that was done in CG, so like you had to like Ezra Miller had to like pretend to to caress something that wasn't even there. No, I thought they did that in live action. He actually saved her from a car crash. Well, they had her rigged up. And he had to pretend to move slow motion. I don't know. The movie was still not as good. At, it just went, It was bad. I mean, could you imagine him doing that in actual acting slow mo with a person there? I I would not. That's what he keep my composure. That's what he did. That's what that's what they did. He acted in slow mo. It wasn't that they slowed down the footage. He literally was like, well, he's a method actor. He's a, slow. He's a he's a real savant. Hey, let me ask you something. Yeah. How like how are they making this many superhero movies like per year? They aren't. Isn't this supposed to be like a big cinematic universe with like all the same actors and all the same superheroes? And it feels like there's like five or six Avengers movies or like Avengers related movies per year. It's well, too many. We haven't well, had just, any in the past two years. It's well, like just, no, it's Justice League is DC, not Marvel, so it's actually not the same heroes and not the same expanded universe. It's, your premise was is wrong on that. Also, Shazam is the only D- good DC movie. Stop playing your Nintendo and go to bed. Oh, okay, night. No, I got it. I understood the reference. I just hate it. No, you love it. It's the same. It's the same thing. Get I'm off, just an old. Get off I'm that, an old man. Get off that Sega. Who thought, doesn't know anything? I thought Dag was the old man. No, Spiegel. Now, I just we're we're passing it back and forth like a like a piece of gum. Gross. Nope. I'd watch that. <laughs> I don't want to be part of this anymore. Subscribe, become the only bomb deucer, and you can see that. Uh, you know, uh, fake fest is soon. Do you we'll like, do a live. We'll do a live stream. We will do not do it that. Or do you do it mouth to mouth? There's a little bit of tongue action. You got to pay to find out. I also watched the Mortal Kombat movie, the remake movie. Re- how was it? You know, the fight scenes were pretty wicked. The plot was dumb. Was well, so it was Mortal Kombat. Yeah, uh, you know, if you know what you're getting into, I don't, I don't see how you could be disappointed with that. No, it was entertaining. 
stupid but entertaining. Like the bombers. But but again, why why do you even put that, you know, footnote on there? Like why why do you need to say stupid but entertaining? Like we know it's stupid. It's Mortal Kombat. You know, for well, those intellectuals that don't find entertainment out of stupid things. Well, what if what if by some weird and twisted fluke it ended up being just overall good? Well, that couldn't happen. So, what uh, what what universe is that part of Marvel or DC? Technically, eventually it would be part of DC thanks to the game Mortal Kombat versus DC. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that was a hypothetical that turned into a real life answer. Look at that. We're moving up in the world. Amazing. So that's all you did was just watch movies? That's basically all I did. I I was not feeling good, so I mostly just wanted to laze on the couch and watch movies. You know, I've actually been going through all the Marvel Marvel movies, blah, MCU, because it's like, hey, let's do that. The last one I watched was the Captain America Civil War, which I'm still confused as to why it's a Captain America movie and not just Avengers movie. Because the main B plot was Captain America. I don't know. I get you. I get what you're saying. Yeah, but like it had almost all the Avengers in it, and it it's Avengers so 1. much better 5. than the Avengers movies. Well, the first two anyway. Or two point five. Avengers two point five. Yeah. Spiegel, what'd you do? Not that. Uh, I played <laughs> games. Uh, yeah, I did. So, yeah, I actually I missed last week's show uh, because I wasn't feeling so hot. Uh, But one of the things that I did do eventually that weekend when I started feeling a little bit better was I went over to my good friend Piddle's house and I got to sample his PlayStation 5 a little bit. Uh, as as we all know, Piddle owns two next gen or current gen. I, I will I'm not. You know, what? I'm not going to call them next gen because they're not next gen until people actually have them or they're not current gen until people actually <laughs> have them anyway. I got to play his PS5 a little bit. I played a little bit of Astrobot, which is a uh, a platformer. Astrobot uh, something something, and uh, I gotta tell you, this this DualSense controller, this dual was it DualSense Five or whatever. Yeah. This thing is is a freaking marvel. It's like they took what Nintendo claimed they were doing with HD Rumble, and then they actually did it. Uh, I'm like really impressed by the Rumble in this thing. Um, so that's, I, I don't know. The whole thing is just an incredible experience. Like the, the, the haptic feedback on the triggers is really impressive. Uh, the game, the game Astrobot uses the controller in just about every way. It was like if Nintendo made a game for the PS5, like a launch game, that's, that's what that game played like. So it was, it was really neat. So what you're saying is that PlayStation can what Nintendo don't. I'm saying that I think PlayStation wow. does a lot of stuff that Nintendo also does. So PlayStation does what Nintendo does also. Nintendo PlayStation can. does what Nintendo did. Nintendo and, and still does. To be clear, did you guys see the Garage Game Builder thing? I did see that. Yeah, that looks. Can, can I can I digress from this and talk please. about that? No, please. I do want to talk about that actually. Oh, okay. so, so, I, I want Zyber. your Let's do it because my my impressions are well. I'll get to mine, but I want yours. Uh, I looked at it, and first of all. Let's get the obvious comparison out of the way. It's Super Mario Maker, but for more than just platformers. And in a garage. In a in a garage, apparently. So apparently, and... like, this... There was, like, a smaller version of this in one of the Labo games, I think. Oh, what, really? That's why I was hearing. It, it looks interesting, 
because it's going to be one of those things where certain types of people are going to get it and make amazing stuff. And I will not get it because I guarantee that I will not put the time into it to make anything amazing. Yeah, it's like Dreams. Or Super Mario yeah. Maker. Yeah. I mean, uh, or Little Big Planet, you know? Yeah. Where you get into these creative realms, I just... Mario Paint... Like, I can't... I get no value out of those games. They might be the most amazing creation tools ever. Hint, they're not. But, you <laughs> but know, they, they might could be. be. And, and could I just... Be. Like, RPG Maker. You know, remember that thing? Oh, I can't yeah. make an RPG. I'm not creative enough. Video games have sapped all of it. It's all gone. Or, like, the um, map editors and stuff for the old, like, Skyrims and the, even the, like, StarCraft, where it's like, build your own uh, dungeon or, or map, or I don't know, I was going Or, like, the Tony that. Hawk, uh, you could create your own skate parks. I think Time Splitters 2, you could do your own maps. Uh, I think Doom 2016, you could make your own maps. Yeah, you know, I actually, kind of stuff. I actually paid money to take a college class that taught me how to edit Skyrim mods. Really? It counted as a computer science class. Because there's a lot of actual programming involved it in that stuff. It was so terrible. <laughs> it was the teacher's first time figuring his stuff out, too, for teaching it to uh, us. Oh, no. Such a waste he of money. money. So he was that. like the Bombers podcast, where he's just doing all of his prep during the actual lesson. Yeah, although the guy who literally read off of Wikipedia to teach us a programming language did a better job than what this guy did. Oof. I mean, reading off Wikipedia is a uh, national pastime. We do it all the time on Bombers. That's how we do our on-show prep. I think you have to respect the guy who just comes to class and just reads off of Wikipedia as a professor. He did really well, honestly. <laughs> I was happy with it. Well, Does it just drive you guys insane when you go to a meeting at your company or whatever, and someone's and you got like a slide deck, and they're just reading directly off the slide? That drives me nuts. It's the worst. That is, that do they is, not take speech class? They specifically tell you not to do not that. Not to do that, yeah. I once did an interview for our training department at work, and uh, one of the parts of the training department, they, they have you do like a practical presentation of something. They give you like a list of topics, and they're just like, do a presentation on this, and... um the one I chose was obviously the most meta, which was how to do a presentation on, like, creating a presentation. Or it, it yeah. was doing a presentation on, anyway. Uh, and one of my main points was, like, don't read off the slide. Because if you read off the slide, you're basically giving your audience permission to leave and read the slide deck later. Yeah. Except for this Worthless. lame teachers that wouldn't give us a slide deck later. They're just like, I'm going to be reading off of this, and all I have to do is write it down instead of just me giving it to you why why is there a talker or a, a speak person if literally all it is is the words on the screen that's like people that are the the youtube uh, uh walk through video game people they're like hello and welcome to my video and i'm just like can i get this in an, just an faq where i can just read the parts that i want instead of having to guess in the video where you're going to talk about the part of the game that i'm confused at because i don't want to listen to you talk I just want to read the words or like you get a news article and it's just, it's just a video and I just want to read a news article. Look, I'm really passionate about, I want to read, not listen to your stupid voice. Okay. You are very passionate about this issue. (laughs) I I know I've, I've been trying to say like, I think you could make an ironic YouTube channel, uh, that, that like pretended to be walkthroughs, but, but it was like just 20 minutes of just like doing intros and like reading off like all those people who support you and your patreon subscribers like i feel like you could just post the same video like over and over and over again and it would just get really popular because it's just every time it gets funnier 
what what it would the video be. Video gets it, longer but has less content every time. It's the same audio, and then the actual video is how to do it, but no explanation. You just have to watch it happen. I love this idea. <laughs> Thank you for idea. the friends of the show. Insert name here and number two, etc. Oh man, uh, that, you know that's our YouTube presence, Deg. Deg wants us to get on YouTube. I'll get you on YouTube. Ugh, that was Zyber. That oh, was, was me. Oh, you're right. Deg doesn't want to be on YouTube. Neither do I. Uh, what else did I do this <laughs> week? Um, I uh, I played uh, some Picross S6. You know, that's great. They release a new Picross game like every other week at this point. Love it. Um, and I don't want to end on like a somber, sad note, but it has I been do. something. Well, you're a miserable human being. Yeah. What's now? What's new is that uh, I've been a mess all week, an emotional mess, because it was announced that uh, my favorite, my, so my favorite podcast, apart from Bombers, of course, also has the word bomb in the title, ironically, what? and it is uh, called the Giant Bombcast, and uh, the Giant Bombcast, hosted by uh, by Jeff Gerstman, you know, uh, Brad Shoemaker, Alex Navarro was on there for a time, Vinny Caravella, Ryan Davis, uh, those five guys, the original, like, founding, I'd say the core five of, of the... Uh, the giant bomb group uh three of them left this week um and they are going on to presumably bigger and better things maybe uh but uh alex Vinny, brad gonna miss you guys no chance you listen to this Good. don't care this is my tribute you guys are the best dare i say you were the bomb in giant bomb <sighs> wordplay all right all right Moment of silence for that uh, is past. What else? I don't know. That's it for me. Yeah, I'm good. Zyber, tell us one cool little uh, going away tidbit. Say something funny. Wait, what? Really? We'll start again. Well, yeah. no, don't. The, okay, I will say what Zyber says for the rest of the podcast, Deg. I'll just repeat hey. it. Hey, Zyber, tell us something interesting to for a going-away tidbit. You know, when leaving Giant Bomb to go to bigger things, the only thing, something, something, I didn't catch the last part because I started talking while he was talking. This is a bad and, idea. Why are we doing... Well, I was, try- I was trying to do the thing that, like, professional interpreters will do, you know, while they'll, they'll start talking while... I don't know how you listen... You listen to one language and speak another at the same time. I mean, I'll be honest... It's amazing I, how I'm saying all this stuff and he's repeating it so quickly. <laughs> God dang it, Zyber. <laughs> I, uh, I expected you to just start putting words into Zyber's mouth there, honestly. I'll I'm say so what Zyber's cool. saying. I'm huh? the best. I oh. know everything about Sonic and Kingdom Hearts fan fiction. I run my own website with Sonic and Kingdom Hearts fan fiction on it, uh, both uh, rated G for... Girls, girls. And- <laughs> what? <laughs> I couldn't remember what the what the G stands for in the in the uh, general the movie ratings. General? Oh, is it, it's general. Thank you. General audiences. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, girls only. Um, it's like it's golf. Re- Gentlemen only. Ladies forbidden. Except the opposite. Uh. Uh. Girls only, lads forbidden. Huh. I guess that does work. That's the opposite. Yeah. Ooh. All right. This is this is getting out of hand. <laughs> uh.